0: Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of coffee, and a good vibe. Today, I am so excited to bring to you guys this conversation that I had with my good friend, Yana, who was one hell of a badass female entrepreneur. Yana is the founder of Epic Brands. Epic Brands is a company based out in Los Angeles, California, and they do exactly what you think they do. They turn innovative ideas into Epic Brands. So Yana brought mad value in this episode. She shares exactly how they work with entrepreneurs and help them take an idea, all the way to strategic execution, all the way to even getting funding and having an exit for their brand. So I hope you guys stick around for this episode and enjoy because Jana has a killer journey. She's actually from the Czech Republic and is now living her wildest dream. She's in New York one day, in Paris another day, in L.A., home base. She's all over living the dream and inspiring many, as well as building thriving businesses and has helped so many companies scale their businesses into epic visions and epic brands. So stick around and stay tuned. Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. I'm back in Los Angeles in Santa Monica with someone I'm so excited to introduce to you guys. She is literally like the most powerhouse female entrepreneur I've ever met in my life and I'm so excited to have her on. It's Yana. So Yana, thanks so much for being here.
1: I am so thrilled to be here, and I have to add, everybody subscribe to Ayesha's channel. She always forgets to say it, and she's such an inspiration to so many of us here in California. So everybody subscribe to her channel.
0: I feel like that's such a good plug in the beginning. Because at the (laughs) end, it's like, there's so many things. You guys are so inspired. You want to just take action. So thanks, Yana. She said it for me. And also, you guys are loving the episode in it. If you guys want to screenshot your phones and just let us know on Instagram that you're listening or any of the gems that you're getting from this episode, we both, Yana and I, are always on Instagram. We're always boomeranging. (laughs) We would love to connect with you guys. So I'll just say that now. But um, let's get into this, Yana. So… I would love for you to just like tell us a little bit about you because Yana's not from California. We both are. not So we vibed even on that because just trying to like live in L.A. and go through the whole visa process, that's not an easy thing, but it's the price you pay if you want to live out here and do business. So Yana, tell us a little bit about you, your story and what you do out here.
1: So thank you again for giving me the opportunity. So I am actually from the Czech Republic, which is a very tiny and charming country next to Germany in Europe. And I was born there and I always felt, and I think I connected over this with a lot of people when I was younger, and I always felt like there's something more out there. And I I think the one thing that has continued to fuel me is that I, I still feel like that even many, many years later. I don't want to reveal my age too too soon. But long story short, I always say I'm living the American dream. There's been a lot of sacrifice and a lot of, efforts that have come to having the opportunity to live and work here in LA I've started my business last year and it's thriving I'm so grateful for all of the opportunities that I've been able to bring in and turn into a thriving business so I think that's that was your question as to as to you know from from point a to point b and I think all of us that are on our journeys are always thinking about the point c and D and E and onwards but it's definitely been a journey there's a lot of people back home that think I'm absolutely crazy there's a lot of people out here that think I'm absolutely crazy but <laughs> but I think that I've just been always motivated and and that's that's the that's the fuel
0: and I think that's exactly the fuel you need to be an entrepreneur let alone an entrepreneur in Los Angeles and that's something I think that's really fueled the fire for how successful Epic Brands is, which is her her company. So do you mind going into like the story and like what is Epic Brands?
1: Sure. So I started Epic Brands because I saw so much opportunity helping founders and companies or even scientists uh, bringing their idea into a successful operating business. I think we live in such interesting times and all of us are thinking how to make things better. And the barrier to entry is lower than ever in terms of whether whether it's your own makeup brand or it's your podcast or whatever it is you want to do. Really, compared to 50 years ago, we have a lot more Tools at our fingertips to make it happen, and what I saw a lot in my background, and I just 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 put this two steps back. Really, I came to the U.S. because I got the opportunity to expand on uh, running a beauty brand, which I was running in Europe, and really coming here, I had to do everything from going into the store to to ten arms to report to the board on the P and L to you know pick the boxes in the warehouse if you, if that's what was required to really you know put the money in the bank for the business and make sure that the business was going to grow. And I think that that opportunity of seeing a business grow from A to Z, like really tangibly seeing what it takes in moving not just pixels, but boxes and items and seeing the entire supply and value chain and speaking to customers and really seeing that growth of a brand 360 has been A real gift. It was very stressful. I nearly died several times. This is not an exaggeration. I was, I fainted on airplanes and they wanted to cut my leg off one day because I was so exhausted. I got infected and it was, it was not, it was, I don't think that this is required to be successful. Just (laughs) a disclaimer to all of you listening. But I just had this dying like, urgency to, to figure everything out. And I think from that space, I could see that there's a lot of people having a really great idea, but maybe not being so strong in execution and operations. And on the other hand, I, I saw really well operating businesses that maybe were offering a product that wasn't as innovative as it could be with very little tweak. And I thought, wow, like with everything that we know, I, I wonder how many of these companies we could help to scale much faster. And I've always been asked for help. so. So I think the one thing that I would say to anybody that's looking to start a new business or or accelerate themselves, I think that being excellent at wherever you are and whatever you do today is really an incredible step forward, even if it's not your dream job. Mm -hmm. I got the opportunities I got when I started my company because of creating results in my past. And so the moment I opened doors to my business, I had three or four companies wanting to work with me right away, which wow. was amazing, which honestly, I couldn't believe it myself. I was preparing to be poor. I bought, I bought cookware to start cooking because I was like, I can't go to restaurants now. And actually what happened was the complete opposite. and um, And I'm very grateful for that. But I think that it came out of the fact that I've been working very, very hard in my past roles.
0: What was your past roles? Like, what were you doing so exceptionally at that other brands were noticing and was like, we need Yana? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so my, t- my titles were always in the sales and marketing department. So I would be responsible for bringing in revenue to companies and whether that was with a mom and pop shop in Virginia that called in because... They saw our ad on Facebook, or whether it was large chains like Ulta or Sephora. I was dealing with a large spectrum of customers. and But in order to do that, when you're a smaller company, you really need to understand so much to deliver on a sale in that environment. So anything from barcoding to compliance to legal language to just virtually to lead times of a component in your cream bottle. Like There's a lot of detail that go- comes into this, and because the companies that we were working with were, were scaling so quickly, I had to understand everything in order to close a sale. So I think that that drive to really grow quickly has mm-hmm. enabled me to really bring all of the pieces together in a way that, that we could deliver on the growth.
0: I love that. So... Fr- I know there's so many moving parts and like you do so many things for companies, but from A to Z, like what are the services you offer the the company and like what do they receive out of like what's the outcome of working with epic brands?
1: So the outcome is that you will have an epic brand <laughs> that will outlast yourself. I mean, that sounds a little morbid, but really I think when we think about epic brands we want to think about creating a value proposition that stands on solid feet not just with your current product offering but the why behind the brand is relevant beyond any single one product that you have today and really having strong pillars of a brand and i think you i should talk a lot about that in your content about really understanding what your brand stands for but so from so what we do really is look at your brand and we think okay can this be an epic brand or is this already an epic brand does it have and we we have some very clear diagnostics tools, so to say, to think, yeah. to think, you know, does it have intellectual property or can it have intellectual property? Does it have engaged audience? Can it live in multiple channels? Is it or is it just an online thing? Like, We really think deeply about what the expression of the brand is, and then we make a plan on how it can grow and how much money does that cost and how much operating backbone there needs to be to deliver on that growth, because I think one of the things that, especially here in L.A so much opportunity out there and there's a lot of there's a lot of quick successes that you can have digitally but do you really have the infrastructure and the vision and the plan b c d to deliver on that growth in a way that is profitable and in a way that it gives you more fundamentals to grow the business further so so really growth first but operation second and altogether epic delivery and we find that that builds epic brands.
0: Wow, I love that. What's one of your brands you can share that you are, is a client, because I know clients work for you, with you for a long period of time because you take them from wherever they're at when they find you into scaled out version of the brand, which would be years of working together. So what's, if you can share one of the brands you're working with that's like your favorite and how that whole production's going and some of the growth that you guys have had.
1: I will share in broad strokes some of two clients that I think are very relevant to anybody that's listening. Mm. Uh, One of them is a consumer brand for Gen Z, and it's for children, teens, and tweens. And I think that's such an interesting, and I think a lot of your audience are digital entrepreneurs. So I think there's a lot of interesting behavior that comes with a new generation and creating a physical product that's presented digitally to to that audience is really interesting. And it's a really interesting marketing exercise because we're engaging the purchaser, the primary purchaser, which is the parent, but we also want to be cool to the actual user, which is the child, teen or tween. And I think that it's been incredibly rewarding on a personal level to see children engage with that particular product because it's so well executed. And I think it's been also extremely interesting for us to be able to bring that brand to a high growth and really identifying some of the operating efficiencies on the back end to really set them up to deliver to be the go-to brand in that sub-segment for the for that generation of children. And that really excites me because we're really building something that will be the home for our children one day in that particular category as they're growing up. So, so I'm incredibly excited about that. The other sort of group of projects that we work on are research projects with There's some incredible technology coming in on senescent cells and anti-aging and longevity and, and really the future of thinking about how we are going to age and live. And there's some really interesting application of research available now that we're working to commercialize initially as a skincare. But again, I think that outside of the sensational claims of beauty and there is an opportunity to really, you know, rethink skin care, skin health, and 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 really deliver on that from a scientific perspective and in a meaningful way. So the, the, there's, a, there's so many epic things happening. And I that's
0: think. one of the brands you guys are working on. Mm-hmm. And it, I guess they're in a very beginner stage because they're in the research development mm-hmm. part. Wow. So how big is your team right now? I know you are you've just expanded recently into this new iteration of Epic Brands. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Guys, she's literally the, the ideal entrepreneur, like always evolving. When I met Yana months back, I knew about Epic Brands. I knew what she was doing. And I thought like, wow, that's like the killer business that it is a killer business. But then since I came back, she has this whole new iteration of Epic Brands 2.0. So that, that's just like something that I think is so important as an entrepreneur. It's like you're always evolving and you're always innovating and you're always seeing more areas that you can serve and fulfill. So do you want to go into like this new expansion of Epic Brands that you guys have been working on?
1: Yeah. So I think first of all, I'm incredibly grateful for the advice that I've been getting along the way and I think to anybody out there that's looking to do anything I I mean I think it's part of the entrepreneurial gene is that you th- you feel relatively capable in doing things by yourself mm-hmm. so getting advice sometimes can be challenging but I think I've, I've been incredible incredibly lucky in finding highly senior people that have done the journey before and built multi-billion dollar businesses that have given me the I would say courage to think through the next steps because it's not that I didn't know that they were there, but I maybe didn't some moments believe that I can get to them so quickly. So I think getting some advice from people that have been on the journey that you're embarking on has been invaluable. So I'm very lucky to bring one of our main advisors on board as a chairman of the Epic Brands group and in the various ventures that we're having on we're also bringing on a full-time COO from Google which i'm so excited to say out loud she's an incredible lady she's just given birth 6 weeks ago and she's breast pumping and on conference call at the same time voluntarily i should add so that i don't get accused of some some improper things but and I, we're just about to bring on a fourth, very senior person. We do work with, a, with other sort of service provider on and off where required. But again, I think one of, the, one of the lessons that is new to me and that I never thought I would have is bringing on really senior people early on. And I think it's giving us the opportunity to grow as quickly as we are.
0: Yeah. Wow. How many brands are now, I guess, with the manpower, you guys can take on even more brands than versus before
1: so we're operating seven brands at this time in various capacities, some of them in a fully engaged CEO mandate. We have over 15 brands on our waitlist that we've been sort of looking at and thinking, are they epic? Can, can they be epic? And do we want to make them part of the epic family? And we have um, a few of our own projects underway. So seven is the short answer, but the vision is much bigger.
0: That is amazing. I love that. And one of the things you said when you were speaking about learning from other people, you mentioned that you always seek every opportunity you can to learn from others who have done before you and built businesses and have the experience. So that kind of planted the seed of mentorship. I'm huge on that. I'm always cultivating like the growth mindset because I think that when you have that mentality that you know everything, then that's when you're done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how has that shaped you into the entrepreneur you are today? Who was one of your greatest mentors growing up? I know your parents are very entrepreneurial. Were they big figures in your life growing up about yeah, no, you're going to be an entrepreneur, and you're going to do whatever you want in life. Were they ones that helped with that mindset?
1: So my parents are definitely epic. They <laughs> they both have been very <laughs> successful in their respective roles. But I think you know their path has been very different to mine, and also the sort of background of being born in like former Soviet Union. I think it comes with with, with a mental baggage that I'm aware of, which is a good thing because it makes my mind bigger, but I choose not to be influenced by, which is Mm. where I sort of offshoot more into the Western world and, and it's sometimes very scary because, and I think that I'm certainly not the one here in the United States or Canada who are very immigrant heavy countries, you know, sometimes your family cannot relate to your ambition. And I think that that can be very lonely. And so I think that makes it even more important. And I think that makes me more open to getting help from people that have walked the path. I think that some of the things that you just mentioned is really important to me, which is getting advice from the people who are ahead of you, not just people that sort of walk in the trenches with you because I'm critical enough of myself in my own head. So whilst obviously the role of mentorship is not just cheerleading, it's sometimes it's very hardcore feedback that can be uncomfortable. But I think it's really important to get it from people that are a few steps ahead. And I'm certainly open-minded. Big shout out to Robert, who Robert, I I
0: want to get him on the podcast. I already told
1: him. Everybody listen to Robert. Whenever you get a chance, he's a badass. And he's definitely been a Uh, been instrumental in in seeing the big picture and executing day to day to the big picture and also making me see that some of the setbacks or or things that I'm going through are normal. I woke up this morning and I had nightmares all night about like we're taking some big decisions, we're bringing some big hires. And Robert texted me this morning. He's like, how did you like, how are you today? Like, are you doing great? And I'm like, I had nightmares all night, but all good. Like just going to the office. And he's like, welcome to the life of an entrepreneur.
0: And another thing Robert says that uh, you told me, and I love it. It's just like, no matter what's going on in your external world, when you show up to a client, when you show up to your business, poker face, go, you just show up with intention. And I think it's so important to have people like that in your life. And especially like, like I'm from a small town in Canada and it's like a lot of people thought I was crazy for wanting to live in LA and they have different mindsets, but that's totally cool. Like respect that, don't hate on other people's mindsets, but then find your people. Um, What would you say is your best advice for someone listening out there who's trying to find a mentor, trying to find that like, environment that supports their growth, because I feel like you can heavily relate to this because you came from Czech. Like I came from Canada. You had a completely different environment. We were just talking about this before we jumped on about like just getting a visa and like being so grateful to live here. But like if it was a no, if I couldn't live here, I'm living in Canada. And if it was if Jana couldn't live here, she's living in a completely different way of, like, living in a different country that's completely different to the way we operate in Canada and U.S. So Mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who feels like they don't have that environment? They definitely do. But what would your advice be for, like, getting out there?
1: Uh, I— honestly, just keep getting out there. I mean, there were a lot of dark moments on the journey and there continue to be some dark moments, but I think every little win just makes it worth one million time. I know that before we hopped on, we talked about when I first got my green card and I walked through the U.S. immigration within two minutes, which normally would have been a two hour process. And I just cried uh, with gratitude. And I think that, you know, you look back in those moments and you think, you know, every little encouragement has counted. I think For me, what gave me the confidence to reach out to people that maybe I didn't feel worthy to be engaging with because I was like, why would they talk to me? I'm only just trying to do things, is really just to do the best in wherever you are. Because I think that anybody that has shed the blood, sweat, and tears to have whatever success means to them and they feel accomplished, I think that anybody in that role appreciates and will encourage anybody else trying to do the same. So I think that you know, whether you work in a coffee shop or whether you work at a gym or whether you are CEO of a company, like if you know you've done your absolute best that day, it gives you the confidence to talk to whoever you need to talk to. The other sort of a more tactical role a thing that I would say, I've always wanted to be in really nice environments. And Mm -hmm. so whether that's like an airport lounge or a five-star hotel, like from the moment that I could afford to do these things, that's where I would spend time. And actually Robert, who's become an incredible mentor and now is a chairman of the Epic Companies, I met him because I was at a five-star hotel lobby lounge. And I yeah, think like totally if you're alone if you align yourself to the environments you want to live in, again, I think it opens up the world of other people that share that viewpoint. So go hang out where people you want to hang out with hang out. And
0: bet on yourself, like put yourself out there and know that you are good enough. And like a lot of people, we we put these limiting beliefs on ourselves, and it's like oh, I'm, who am I to talk to this person? But no, you got to throw those beliefs out the window
1: mm-hmm. because
0: then you will never get to that next level that you envision yourself to be at. Growing up, like, let's just tap into a little bit of, like, growing up in Czech. And you always told me from young, you were like, I'm not going to live here forever. I want to go live in another part of the world. This is not the life for me. Did you have a lot of people being like, okay, good good luck, like, good try, or any negativity?
1: Oh, I was not a popular kid at all like um, people thought it was arrogant and that who am who, who am i thinking I am to say these things and that I'm not grateful and I certainly wasn't grateful to be fair but <laughs> but um but yeah I mean I was I was called crazy and I still am I mean you know I I love I mean obviously Czech Republic is my hometown a home country and and a lot of my friends back home think, why, why am I working so hard over here when I could have a relatively comfortable life over mm-hmm. there? It's not, you know, and it's, as you said earlier, every, each to their own. Everybody wants a different lifestyle. I just think that I would have always rather be the smallest fish in the biggest pond exactly, than yeah. being a big fish in a smaller pond. And it just, it just, I, it's a very visceral impression that I've had from early on. And I just did everything I could to, to keep getting to the bigger ponds
0: Yeah, exactly and I feel like as entrepreneurs you just don't take no for an answer and you keep going. So now since epic brands has just been unfolding and like working with all these amazing people that are were your mentors and now they work with you that's unreal. How do you guys like going into the client acquisition element of mm-hmm. epic brands, I know you said in the beginning that a lot of them, in the beginning, you had the first group of them find you because they saw what you were doing. How did that—how did they know what you were doing for those brands before? Were you outreaching? Were you talking to these other brands? Like, how are you getting these leads?
1: So— In our current portfolio, there's only one company that I reached out to and everything else has been inbound, which is, I have to. It's crazy. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) I feel like that's an element entrepreneurs struggle with who are in this kind of business where they offer consulting. And I would love to just hear.
1: Honestly, I think I've always been very vocal with every part of the companies that I worked with. And so what that means is, even though my title would be VP of sales and marketing, I knew who the warehouse manager was. And I knew who the admin people were at our customer's place. I've always treated everybody. And I've always had this like bottom up approach, even in sales, because, again, just coming from where I come from, I've always been just so excited to talk to anybody at these companies. So I've mm. always built these relationships. And actually, the, one of the main source of our leads, which would have been totally counterintuitive to me starting the business, have been warehouses, which actually makes sense if you think about it, because they see we most of our clients in the cons, are in the consumer goods space. So warehouses see the level of growth on businesses physically because that stuff is stacked in their aisles, in their warehousing. Mm. And so they would want to help their clients grow because everybody wins if that happens. But I would have never came up with that strategy if I sat down and think about, okay, where are our leads going to come from? So I think that just being really, really present with everybody that touches the value chain or supply chain or whatever chain that you're engaged with where you're operating is really important. And even today, I mean, today our leads come from I mean, retailers that used to be our customers now recommend brands to us, which is a, I never even dreamt that that could happen. But I think that some of the partnerships, and I think some of it is a function of a really fast changing landscape. But. A lot of it is just being very, very good at what you do, very committed, very specific. I mean, our deliverables with the companies are we we put more money into your bank account, we grow your business, and we can show you how we you do it. we
0: you have a it. Rolodex of brands that you guys have that, that are epic that you've with.
1: That can speak to that. So yeah. I think that doing great work um, helps, but also building relationship with every aspect it's of the business so important. helps.
0: so Building relationships is the key I feel like in in life, in business, it works the same. What would be your key points of advice for someone out there who doesn't even know where to begin to build relationships? Because that is such a vital part of your success as an entrepreneur. So I'd just love to hear any tips you have for building relationships. You guys just shouldn't even think with a hidden agenda about like who you want to build with, but like everyone, anyone like Yana was saying, because you never know the the chain effect. So what would be your um, best keys of advice for
1: that? I think just, I mean, this is going to sound so basic, but be very nice. (laughs) Be very nice. And also, I think the one thing that has always been important to me is to show so much respect to everybody in that business. So even when I would deal with the most junior person on that team that I could deal with, and I would get challenged by my CEOs in the past, like, why don't you just talk to the VP? Like, they know you, they like you. I'm like, well, because I think it's important to have a relationship with a person that will actually be touching the product or the the transaction at a very baseline level. Mm-hmm. And so I think that little things, and I would be always very mindful of every email that I sent out to to acknowledge, like, thank you so much for your time. Like, is there anything else we can do for you? Like, we couldn't have done this without you, which is... I mean, actually, the, the more junior people you talk to, the more true that is because they're the ones actually moving items from point A to point B that allow you to work on bigger transactions. So I think that just being very aware of other people's contribution and what you're trying to achieve will, will help you give them the respect that they, that they will appreciate and then in turn will pay attention to whatever you want from them in the future.
0: That's amazing, and it always comes back, and that's why Epic Brands is where it is today. I kind of want to ask you, like, what— so we know what's next for Epic Brands. Like, you guys have just done this crazy big expansion, Um, but what's the great vision, like, the five-year vision for the brand, the five- to ten-year vision, and then for you, Yana, on a personal (laughs)
1: level? So as Epic Brands serves other brands and accelerating their businesses, our vision is really— to put the success that we create with these brands to work for other branded projects and invest in them as investors. And these projects may come from anybody here listening, or they may come from sort of the drawer of some epic ideas that we have ourselves. I think that the way that we look at the the ecosystem that we're building with epic brands is one one is epic brands we build epic brands and whatever whatever equity comes out of that, we can put to work elsewhere. So I think that there's so much opportunity in today's world. I'm really excited about the future of health. I'm excited about the future of longevity and a lot of really fast-converging categories of products that will change the way that we live, that will change the way that our environments look like. And I'm really excited to be a part of that. I mean, when people ask me what but don't you want to have a family? Don't you want to do this? And I always say, you know what? I think that the entire world is a one big family. And if we can create better products and better services and smarter environments, then then everybody, like that's my, that that I really feel like that's my personal contribution. So there's lots to be done. And I'm really excited about that.
0: That just made me think of a question for you when you said that. So you talked about like your favorite brands to work with and serve is the brands that are always innovating and making life better for the consumer, right? So what would your advice be to someone out there listening who wants to start a business or has an idea, but they don't know if it's going to be like something that they could get potential Yana and and Epic brands to invest in? What would be like your piece of advice for them if they're trying to get investors? What would be like your best piece of advice for that?
1: well have a great plan as great as you can make it, ask for a lot of advice and make sure you thought through not just how the product looks like and feels like, but what what are the revenue streams and what are the what are, what's the revenue mix and the positioning and how are you going to make money out of this because ultimately for any investor they they do need to, see some clarity in that somewhere down the down the line so that's number one number two if you do want to speak to epic brands and hear about how Everything we can be linked below guys. how we can help you definitely feel free to reach out and we we do that for some of the entrepreneurs we help them we've just actually recently put together a business plan that helped one of our clients raise a three million dollar round in investment that now helps us to bring a project to life so wow. I think that because we interface with the various whether it's a d2c companies or it's a retail companies or wholesale companies or digital companies I think we touch a lot of aspects of the business and can connect the dots quite quickly so so definitely ask for help whether it's from us or anybody else that has done it before you
0: amazing i love that so yana thank you so much for your time today guys she's really busy she's always <laughs> flying out like we literally i I messaged her and she was like, I'm only available this Sunday or in like mid-September. I was like, we're doing Sunday. <laughs> got You always have to make it happen. Like if you guys are trying to connect with someone, you got to work around their schedule. You always have to just try to reach out too. If you guys are in that spot where you're trying to get the time of someone who you think is really hard to get out to and you just don't even give yourself the chance, give yourself the chance in reach out to people. Like Jana said in this episode, she's always traveling and she's in New York one day and then she's in Paris and then she's all over. So I really, truly appreciate your time. Is there anything that the audience can do to support you? I'm going to have everything linked below. She's active on Instagram. You guys got to follow her because she shares the travels. I love it because you'll see like it's 6 a.m. and she's in an Uber doing phone calls or
1: happens. (laughs) I love it.
0: I just love it. Anything, anything else that they, they can do to support you in Epic Brands?
1: Oh, that's a very kind question. Just keep creating epic things in your life, guys. I think there's so much opportunity out there. And if we can be of any help bringing your next idea, product or service to the market, we'd love to hear about it.
0: Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, if you guys like the podcast, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes because it really helps this podcast get discovered. And if you love Diana as much as I do, please go uh, shoot her message on Instagram and connect and tell her that the Coffee and a Good Vibe crew community set you guys there. So thank you so <laughs> much for listening and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.